At the end of civilization, humanity struggles to survive. Will they also succeed in keeping their humanity alive? Fleeing across a landscape of death, survivors will gather. Some will know each other and some will be strangers, but together they must find some sense of family or they will assuredly find ruin alone. A world of perpetual grays where staying alive eclipses all notions of morality. Or does it? Can people keep looking into the abyss and learn to ignore its baleful gaze back? Can hope for normalcy be retained or is death just the order of the day? Will humanity rebuild or simply become the monsters they fight until monsters are all that's left? At the end of civilization, will humanity be able to live for a brighter future, or will they only learn to fear the walking dead? Welcome to another Fear the Walking Dead cast, continuing our coverage of The Walking Dead proper, Season 7, Episode 4 this week, uh, called Service. Joined by most of my regular co-hosts tonight, uh, Mike Zumo, Serotonin, and Brian Hughes. Beth had to sadly work tonight, so she can't make it, but she's here in spirit. Well, that's good. Somebody Yay, has to buy employment. Yeah, somebody has to buy us all that furniture back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Sleep Experts is closed, though. <laughs> well, there's a fire sale out on the Highway 85 uh, mattresses that we could go check out. These beds are hot. Yeah. Smoking. Smoking. <laughs> uh, fun episode. Um so let's kick right into it, because it was an extra long episode, which means I've got an extra long synopsis, even though I tried to keep it under control, I never can. There's just so much going on. Uh, actually, you could just sum- summarize this whole thing in uh, pretty much up in the sentence of, Negan comes in and goes shopping. Uh, Negan's big shopping day out. It's like a 90-minute IRS audit. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> the, the IRS could learn a thing or two from me. <laughs> Always keep those records, kids. That was a colonoscopy where they went after his teeth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Harsh, harsh, harsh. Ouch. Well, we open open with uh, Rick Schoen in bed. Uh, She wakes up earlier than him and gears up for a day trip with katana and hidden sniper rifle in hand. How Uh, did she get the katana back? Where'd she lose it? Oh, yeah, she lost it. I don't know. Maybe they they gave it up to her. Yeah, the Saviors took it a couple episodes back. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. good point. I don't know, plot hole. There were a couple of them in here, I thought. We wait, wait, didn't they, didn't, they leave it on, didn't they leave it on the ground at the end of episode one? I'd have to go back and check. Yeah, I'm assuming so, because it's kind of hard to find a good blacksmith these days. Although there is one in Hilltop, but I don't think he's that, that good. Uh, at least he is in Hilltop in the comics, I don't know about here so spoilers for the comics sorry everyone yell at me there's a blacksmith up there uh anywho um yep she's going off for a little uh trip in the woods ends up out in the woods atop a car where she uh well she doesn't practice them yet but essentially she's going to practice her shooting skills which apparently needs some work back at alexandria rick checks on judith who has gotten huge since we last saw her uh rosita and spencer arrive at the gate and want to leave to go search for some things for the saviors who arrive before they leave with negan in the lead but with an army uh with him including daryl whistling a merry tune as he always does which apparently was beethoven's fifth maybe some beethoven song i, I read his yeah, was whistling that's Beethoven's fifth. yeah 
Little pig, little pig, let me come in. Uh, he, and he's met by Spencer, who almost says not by my chinny chin chin, <laughs> but which would not have been a good idea. <laughs> and he's uh, giving him some shit. Uh, Rick arrives. Uh, he finds out that he's come a little week, er- a little earlier than his week deadline, so he's not a man of his word, but probably smart play because you know he could have uh, come to a barrage of bullets, which they probably should have done anyway. Negan kills a walker that wanders up and, you know, rubs it in uh, Rick's face that, you know, he's helping him out and such a good guy. Good guy, Negan. Service. Yep. He, he hands Rick a bloody Lucille to hold on to and we roll opening credits. Negan is impressed with Alexandria. Rick tries to talk to Daryl, but Negan puts a stop to it. And Rick tells him he's put aside half the supplies, but Negan tells him that's not how it works. So he lets his people go loose to loot the town, essentially. Negan demands the grand tour, so Rick grudgingly takes him around. Uh, Dwight takes an opportunity to be creepy to Rosita and takes hers and Spencer's weapons and then demands that they go get him Daryl's bike, which apparently he didn't already have, which I thought he already had. That's another one that kind of scrambled my noodle a little bit. Well, he needed a new bike after uh, his run-in last week. Yeah, but I I was under the impression that was Daryl's. I thought he had stolen that a while ago. So I don't yeah, remember when they stashed it in the woods. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, during Michonne's target practice, which she misses everything except for the deer off in the woods, uh, she has to go to the blade and does the, probably the best walker kill, one of only like three this week, but the best one to be sure. Uh, nice slice in half thing. She and finds they didn't it, show it. They didn't show it. It was off camera. Yeah, yeah. The candlestick later was was actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she finds a deer and instead and takes the carcass with her. Might as well get some food out of the trip. Good thinking. Uh, Negan's men set to looting the town of furniture, food, pretty much anything good that isn't nailed down, mattresses. Uh, one of his minions bring him Deanna's video camera, which of course he's hoping is. Filled with porn, because Negan. Uh, and he watches Man Bush Rick's interview with Deanna from uh, last season, I think it was. Yeah, Rick is a broken shell compared to the crazy-eyed guy in the video. I agree with Negan there. I wouldn't have fucked with that guy. No, no. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a very striking little comparison there. <laughs> I'd forgotten how fuzzy that Rick had gotten. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> it's a pretty respectable beard going on there. You know, I remember I remember saying to myself after after he shaved it when it got to Alexandria that I, I had forgotten what Andrew Lincoln looked like. I know, yeah. He, he was rocking the Santa Claus beard for a while there. It was, it was nice. Negan asks Rick where Maggie is and starts to get really vile about Widows in the Apocalypse, of course. You know. Uh, I don't think Negan's going to want to mess with that, though. Uh, but Gabriel shows up, one of the funniest things in the sh- in the se- in the episode, and suddenly surprises them. You are creepy as shit. Uh, <laughs> And Sorry. Yeah, it was just kind of cool. <laughs> and he asked yeah. if Negan came to pay his respects, and Negan is led to believe that Maggie has died. It's probably not necessarily a great ploy. Um, at her grave, Negan rubs some salt in Daryl's wound about getting Glenn killed, and they hear a gunshot. We see Carl with his giant man-sized balls holding a gun on one of the saviors because they're taking all the medicine. Rick is freaking out and trying to get Carl to put the gun down, but Carl is unmoved. 
but he eventually realizes he's beat and eventually backs down. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're seeing Carl step up a little bit, and I don't think he's happy with the whole peaceful resistance thing that's going on. But surprisingly, uh, Negan still is just kind of fascinated by Carl, so he doesn't turn his head into mush, uh, which is good. This little incident inspires Negan, though, to decide to take all of Alexandria's guns, so they head to the armory. Uh, must be a Democrat, I guess. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Do you think you wouldn't have done? Don't you think you would have done that anyway? Well, it would make sense. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna kind of rant about the Negan situation a little later. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a good call because um, he's a giant asshole, and someone's gonna want to kill him soon. Probably already do. Rosita and Spencer head out to get Daryl's bike, and as, oh yeah, and they head to the armory for the guns. Got that? Rosita and Spencer head out to get Daryl's bike, and as Spencer is wheeling it up, and basically griping about where Rick has gotten them, Rosita takes off into the woods. Negan gets Olivia's inventory notebook and realizes that several guns aren't accounted for, which immediately prompts threats to kill her if they aren't found. Now Rick uh, addresses funny Freudian slip here. I actually wrote Nick for some reason. Addresses wrong show, addresses an unhappy town, and tries to get them to give up the weapons and tell them that Negan is in charge now. The crowd doesn't come up with them, but they kind of start to question the situation they're in, and Rick is just like, this is the way it is. We're beat. That's all she wrote. Town isn't happy about it. Eugene notices that Rosita and Spencer aren't there. Back to Rosita, she comes across some walkers, which she dispatches in some awesome ninja fashion. I thought it was a really Mm -hmm. cool scene. Um, Finds an empty pistol on the bodies. Uh, Spencer is yelling after her, and despite Spencer trying to get her to accept the situation at hand, Rosita is defiant, saying, uh, this is not our life. Rick starts tearing apart Deanna's house, and Gabriel comes in with some inspiring talk about having faith in Rick and... uh, Rick stumbles upon Spencer's secret hidey hole, and the weapons, along with some booze, are found. Now, I, I, I'm in fear for for Father Gabriel because he's just way too optimistic and happy these days, and so I, he's going to meet a grisly end soon. That's my prediction because he's just too happy. One of Negan's people is getting very creepy with Enid as Carl looks on angry. And this little guy will be the first one that Carl guts someday. I'm, I'm calling that. How did right he get out of the closet? What's that? Yeah, How I don't know. Get closet? Yeah, no, they just finally let her out. You know, she was banging hard enough, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Rick picks the guns up, uh, gives the guns up, and Negan wants to know who had the guns, but I don't think Rick tells him immediately. As the saviors are getting ready to depart, Michonne is spotted carrying the deer, uh, Robin Hood style, man, that that was kind of sweet. That took me back to Adventures of Robin Hood. And Rick realizes that she has a gun. So he tells her that she needs to give it up, and she knows that she's been practicing. She eventually gives it up and defiantly drops the deer at Negan's feet, too. Negan seems impressed that Rick went the extra mile uh, to find an undocumented gun and asks if Daryl can stay. <laughs> Negan offers him the I am Negan test to stay, but poor, dumb, honorable Daryl refuses again. Dwight takes Daryl's bike and is creepy to Rosita again before departing, and he tells Daryl he can have the bike back if he submits, but Daryl is silent and stoic. Negan makes Rick say thank you before he'll leave peacefully, a very painful thank for you, and he's got his douchebag level turned up to 11. I can't freaking talk tonight. 
Uh, coffee break. Hold on. There, that'll get the mouth moving. He kills another walker before he leaves. And, of course, you know, blows his own horn about it. I'm helping you guys out. Rick still has the bat and is fighting every instinct to use it. Just twitching there in his hand. It was a really cool scene, and I almost thought he was going to break. You're going to have to watch the episode again after I tell you this. Okay. Negan takes some... What? No, no. If if you watch uh, Daryl and Rick, Mm -hmm. Daryl blinks his an awful lot. Yeah. And Rick, Rick taps the bat. An awful lot. Ooh. And, and you recall that Morse code sign they had up there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch I can tell you what Daryl blanked out, if you what? want to know. Yeah. What's that? Six miles from Hilltop. Really? Nice. Yep. Was that in Talking Dead? I missed that. Or was that like... What? The, was that in Talking Dead? Because I missed that. No, no. That was in Morse code. Nice. Wow. What about Rick? Did any any? I did he... not catch what Rick tapped out, but Daryl blinked six miles from Hill. I gotta assume is like, where are you located? <laughs> okay. Wow, uh-huh. good catch, guys. Good catch. Yeah, that. I totally missed that. Yeah, adds a whole new layer to it. Very good. Did you not see the giant American Morris code sign in the first scene when Michonne walked through the garage? Probably, Obviously. but I might have been looking at Michonne's ass or something instead. I don't know. Well, she was walking uh, towards the man. camera, so, you know. <laughs> She's a striking woman. I can't take my eyes off her. Uh, yeah, but good catch, guys. That's the kind of thing that goes way over my head all the time. That's why I have you folks with me to do this. It's, it enriches it. Anywho, um, yeah, Negan uh, takes Lucille back, of course, and Rick gives Daryl a long, sad look with Morse code, apparently, as they're pulling away. Rick confronts uh, Spencer about hiding shit. Like, the Morse code is before that. Rick confronts Spencer. Uh, Spencer says something about Glenn and Abraham, uh, you know, not just to fuck with Rick, and which is a really bad idea. Rick tells him that he will be gumming his food from now on if he ever says anything like that again. Rosita then rips Spencer a new one as well, and he explains that he hid the guns because he was worried about Rick being in charge now, not an unfounded fear. Rosita still has the gun she found, uh, however, which has no bullets. Rick is making a floor bed because the saviors took everyone's mattress, and he is talking to Michonne. She's not happy that they aren't fighting back, but promises to try to to accept their situation. And then Rick uh, starts telling... What choice does she have? Yeah, I know. Well, she's... You know, she's Michelle, man. She doesn't. She went after the governor all by herself. She, she's not really mm-hmm. a, into the whole pacifism thing. And she makes a point. She's like, everything we have is was from fighting. You know, it's like this. She's kind of the more pragmatic. It's like we can't live like this forever. We're slaves. You know, she's not happy that they aren't fighting back. Uh, Rick starts relating the tale of Shane and Lori, and he admits pretty much for the first time that he's pretty sure that Judith isn't his baby. But, of course, he loves her anyway and needs to do anything to protect her. So It was kind of a bombshell, although, you know, a lot of us have suspected it, and there's honestly no way to prove it one way or another. But, uh, you know, no Maury in the, uh, in the apocalypse doing DNA tests. But, uh, yeah, there it is. Judith may not be his. Michonne goes back to her training place with no gun, obviously, and just hangs out thinking, but she notices some smoke, and when she goes to check on it, she finds that the saviors had taken the mattresses just to light them all on fire outside of town, because assholes. 
Final scene is Rosita knocking on Eugene's door, much to his surprise, and uh, <laughs> instead of a booty call, she gives him a shell and asks him to make her a bullet. So, Rosita might be the one that takes the assassination shot at uh, at Negan, because he kind of confronts yeah. her early on and is like, oh, she, she was obviously... I think he meant that she she loved Abraham more than she realized. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's a problem with that. Yeah. Well. Now the gun that she got, the gun that she found, one of the on one of the walkers, that was a that was nine millimeter. Okay, I was I was waiting for one of you gun experts to con- confirm or deny the shell. that would even it has like a forty five or something, isn't it? Well, the, the shell came from a three fifty seven caliber Desert Eagle. Okay, that's what yeah. Negan was firing. Yeah. So they're not they're not compatible. They're not compatible. Well, no. yeah, you know. And yeah, the, the other question I had is where the hell does a Glock 9 come from? There is no such thing. No? I no. Not, not unless they're just talking about a 9 by 19 millimeter. Right, well, I thought a Glock was just 9 millimeter anyway. Or no. Glock is a manufacturer. Yeah. Right. But they don't have a model that's specifically called the Glock 9 because they've had Glock, Glock 2, Glock 3. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe in the Walking Dead world they do. Yeah, you know, no zombies but Glock 9s. (laughs) Or no zombie lore. Uh, I still think that the Daryl bike thing is a bigger plot hole. (laughs) Well, I mean, how come... How come there was nobody watching from high ground to make sure that walkers and others weren't coming to Alexandria? Yeah. There was no watch. Because I tell you right now, if I was on watch and I saw Negan coming with people out front, that head would be street pizza. Yeah, I know. I Well, that's one of my issues with, with this episode, that I think it was way too long. And I, I think that I'm just not really sure that Negan is working outside of the comics as well as he could be. I think they're, they've made him just a little too comic-y and a little too... I, I still feel like one of his own men would have taken this fucking guy out by now. You know, he's just that much of a dick. And literally his first, you know, his first lieutenant is like the guy he rides the worst and, and is just should snap at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. I guess fear is a powerful thing, but... Uh, yeah, you would think. I mean, I gotta assume that's why he came early to prevent the, you know, the possibility of a of an ambush. But yeah, they had that tower because Sasha was going nuts for a while and like manning the sniper tower for the longest time, wasn't she? Didn't the tower fall down? Yeah, that's what yeah, took out yeah. the wall. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, so so no more sniper tower. But they could have got up on a roof or something. Yeah, I think I would have tried it if I was an Alexander. They they had enough guns, maybe not enough people, but man, if you got cover, you know, you could all just get in your houses and shoot from windows and shit. And I don't, I think you could mow them all down before they got in there. And that's even assuming if someone popped Negan's head off, that the rest of them are gonna, you know, do his kill switch orders and and, and attack the town anyway. They could be just like, well, fuck it, that's that. Let's uh, let's go back home and. <laughs> And pick a new leader. <laughs> Get the Electoral College to scare us up a new dictator. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know, it would have been a short episode, I guess, instead of a way too long one if they'd done that. Uh, I can say this, though. Episodes like this, they can't do too many of. They can't do no. many more of the eat shit and like it episodes. 
Not it's just not going to a half, yeah. man. No, it was like. It was, and this uh, is two. And this is two straight episodes of Alexandria eating shit. Yeah. And I don't know. It was uh, just. Yeah, it was too much. I mean, I, I think you want to use Negan a little more sparingly. I, I don't think you need him being there chewing scenery for a whole hour and a half. I just, I think he's better in small doses. You know. I would have liked to have seen them come back to Alexandria when they arrived home. Yeah, yeah, I would have too. And kind of what happened leading up to the Negan visit. Yeah, and they could have easily fit that in here, um, you know, and then gone through, you know, shown us that they love the misery porn, so they could have just shown us the four days of them just being completely distraught over everything and whatever, right. you know, a weird funeral thing might have gone on, and I think that would have been a lot more powerful than just seeing Negan be a douche for an hour and a half, but your thoughts, Sarah? No. No? No. no. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Not to say anything. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I, I think they're, they're seriously overplaying Negan. Um, I was really excited when I thought that he went, you know, when I found out he got the part, and I was Real excited to see what he would do with the character, but he's just turned into a giant douche nugget. Um, he's overplaying it. He's too cranky, and he's just over the top. And and I'm starting to really not like the character at all. I mean, besides the fact that you're supposed to hate him, yeah, <laughs> right. he's yeah. I'm, I'm seriously not him. liking it. Yeah, it's not do the you, character we're hating; it's the way they're writing him at this point. Well, so yeah. that's well do, do you know what kind of did it for us? Was the scene where he drinks a little bit of that orange soda that Denise had gotten yeah. for Tara yeah. and then and throws just, it away. And I'm just like, no, they're rubbing it in too much. No, no, that's enough. And then that last line that he says to Rick about, you know, what he called that. Um, I'm not even going to say it because that was so disgusting. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that I was just the end. I was, my, I was done now. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that, that was too much. You know, I mean, the, the thing was, it was too much, and they can't keep doing that. They will lose. They will lose viewers if they keep doing that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think Negan goes be... both ways. I think he has a serious man crush on on Rick for some reason. So, well, Rick and Daryl and <laughs> yeah. Carl. He seems to like the oral sex. Uh, comments with him quite frequently so something's going on there <laughs> well I mean he heard you know Abraham tell him to suck his nuts and yeah. I think he gave him gave him a woody yeah yeah might have. <laughs> oh, I don't know he's like so that's what it's about here <laughs> yeah he could have done this episode I mean I kept expecting them to go to one of the B plots or, or C plots you know I'm like well shit we got plenty of, even when he left there was like plenty of time to go check in on you know, the, uh, the kingdom or hilltop or something. Uh, this show doesn't do B and C plots. No, not well. Only within the the plot that they're right. doing, and then they do it badly. Like we had that one scene with Rosita and Spencer that lasted like ten seconds, and then they blopped over to back over to Alexandria, and then they went back to Rosita and Spencer, and they could have finished out the Rosita and Spencer scene first, and it would have flowed better, in my opinion. And, this and honestly, like a, who was surprised that Spencer was hiding food and booze and stuff in this house? Really? Yeah. No, no. Um, he's got a long history of that shit. Yeah. I got to say, I kind of agree with him, though, man. I, if I were the town, I'd have been hiding. You know, Rick literally kind of did get him into this shit. You know, Rick and Maggie. Yeah, Maggie's the one that made the deal, but 
you know, Rick's the one that okayed it and decided to make his crew go all murdery. Um, so I think a lot of the town looks at Rick like, man, you fucking put us in this shit. You know, we right. were doing pretty well till you came around. <laughs> right, but Negan would have come for them eventually. Yeah, absolutely. But as Spencer said, then maybe they could have, you know, as far as we know, apparently right. the, the kingdom hasn't gone, had to go through this shit because they, they made some kind of preemptive deal with them. Um, man, it's, it's, yeah, it's rough having to, to stick up for Negan, but it's, <laughs> there's kind of, <laughs> there's kind of a point to be made there. <laughs> you know, if I were, now, especially after everything that Alexandria went through with that crew, man, I'd be hiding guns left and right just in case the dictatorship gets out of control. It <laughs> makes sense in this world. But, yeah. But if you're going to hide them, make sure that they're not on somebody else's list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the... what the. I guess it's a good thing to keep records like that and stuff anyway, but... Um, yeah, Olivia needs to be a little more diligent about uh, checking the list and checking it again and making sure everything's there, obviously. I think she'll be better at her job now since she almost got the bat... Three days. It, it it was three days since the yeah since that the, night the baseball yeah. game <laughs> and game seven. <laughs> they didn't they didn't prepare anything aside from putting half their stuff aside. Yeah. They, they, I mean, the first thing I would have thought of is we need to hide what guns we have and then give them a, a little bit. Yeah, like hide all of them, burn the fucking notebook, and yeah, just not a lot of real good tactical decisions going on here. And he made the point, it's like, who cares, you know, what if you found them? It's like, well, if you had them outside of the gates, who fucking cares if he found them? You could deny it, you know. You could deny that you put them there. He wouldn't believe you, but we should have plausible deniability. Um, you know, and then you, you you send a bunch of people to go out and get them as, as they're looting the town, and you come in guns blazing. <laughs> you know, you shoot the guys carrying, you wait till they're carrying the couches, and then you open up. <laughs> That's all. Did Gabriel hide guns in the Maggie grave? I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering that. That that would be a would be a good call. I could, I could see him doing something devious like that because he he started to get you know he he was killer Gabriel there for a few minutes and then now he's kind of gone back to super preacher guy. But I'm not sure I'm buying it. I think he's I think he's kind of doing the Carol thing at this point. I think he's serial killer Gabriel. Right, he could be too, which would not be a bad guy. He's to have a Stepford priest. Yeah, he's definitely a Stepford priest. That was just that was so funny. You are creepy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I. That's say. Negan's new nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gabriel, he's right behind me, isn't he? Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see maybe Gabriel's going to be the one. He's going to be the wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, Negan's going to have to confess someday or something, and he's going to be like, oh, yeah? Confess this, bitch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I, Jesus, I hope they don't jump the shark with this freaking character, because there's a lot of potential to do so, and I almost hope we don't see him again for a while. I, I think he's he's better in smaller doses. That's just my main nitpick about this episode. And I, I, I can't... Uh, say too much more in relation to the comics because I get yelled at, but I am organizing a, a, a podcast. Please don't take offense at this, guys, but I'm organizing a small Fear the Walking Dead cast with some comic readers so we can vent 
without spoiling all of y'all. So there may be one episode that I don't invite you. Just don't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of twitching to do the whole comparison thing. <laughs> right. I just read the most recent one, and it was fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dumb, my dumbass will probably listen to it. <laughs> well, it's just it's, it is going very close to the comics right now, um, so we'll have to see. I've got three volumes of the compendium on the shelf. I've got them all. Yeah, just really? refuse to open them up and read them. I think you got them all. It's up to like one sixty now or something. Well, you've, you've probably got till about one hundred or so. I don't know what the compendiums go as far as issue numbers, but they just released 160, so they're rolling right along. Uh, anything else, folks? This is a short one. See what happens when Beth isn't with us. No one knows what well, to talk about. <laughs> Daryl's um, Morse code is either I East or six miles from Hilltop. Yeah. That's a so, and, damn and, good catch. They didn't even uh, say that, that on be... Talking Dead. I can't believe they didn't catch that. Or maybe they were told not to expose that. Maybe. See who can figure it out. That would put, what, the Savior's hideout where, in Virginia? They're all in Virginia, I'm assuming. That's what, that's yeah. what I thought. So we got that one shot of the car with Virginia plates, because apparently they listened to us, because we were questioning that last week. Um, so they're like, yeah, we're in Virginia, you idiots. Confirm now. Stop talking about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hey, uh, that one character that was with the Saviors, the female character with the funky hair, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. she from the comics? Not that I recall. I mean, I said a lo- most of the Saviors in the comics were pretty much just cannon founder. They were just b- blind or, you know, just blank minions that you didn't really learn too much about many of them at all. Um, so who knows? You know, she probably just walker bait someday or alexandria bait someday but she does seem like she's in a little more of a command position so they wouldn't it wouldn't be a miss if they if they develop that a little bit it would be nice to have someone with a personality in the negan camp other than negan and dwight and and they kind of ruined i don't know they we the whole last episode was kind of meant to humanize Dwight a little bit and then he just goes back to full asshole in this episode and I thought they kind of took a step back there too thoughts on that or? Well, yeah well I think Dwight has to behave a certain way when he's out in the world with Negan true that yeah yeah he's kind of expected to turn it up try to match his douchiness so I still think like I mentioned last week I still think he needs Daryl for something but he obviously can't act like that in the field with Negan around. Yeah, I wonder if he even really had authorization to offer him his bike back, you know, just for uh, saying the words. Apparently, I am Negan is what he was looking for there. But, yeah, if he's thinking of, yeah, he's the one that's pushing Daryl the most to, like, play ball. So I I think you're right, Mike. I think he's he's planning on Daryl being his escape route eventually. Right. Yeah. yeah, and earlier I misspoke on the uh, the Glocks. There isn't a Glock two or Glock three. There are Glock. You know, they're they're based on numbers G seventeen, G nineteen, G twenty six, so on and so forth. There's just not a Glock nine or G nine. Yeah, I, I I took that as more like just kind of urban slang about it. The right. Glock nine millimeter or something. Probably, yeah. Yeah. 
but I know diddly about guns, so I, I appreciate your guys' uh, input on that. But yeah, I, I thought about that with a bullet, too. I, I'm like, I actually didn't make the connection that it wouldn't be, you know, con- it wasn't confirmed that it wouldn't be the right gun, but yeah, it definitely isn't the right kind of right caliber, but Eugene's smart. Maybe you can hammer that fucker down or something. I don't know. That's not how it works. I know. Comic books, you know, <laughs> Comic book science. Yeah. That's not how it works. It's just lazy, though, man. You know, these writers have access to Google, too. It's, it doesn't take that fucking long, guys. Just <laughs> make sure you've got little details. It enriches the story, because you don't have then people that know what they're talking about sitting around nitpicking it and being taken out of the action for it. It's, it's simple stuff. It's, it's lazy writing. I'll say it right there. So I found something, and it's not quite as good. It's not nearly as good as the John Cleese one. Remember rule number one. Mm -hmm. But I've got all seven seasons of Walking Dead in 90 seconds. Sheriff Rick Grimes wakes up in hospital to find a world overrun by zombies. He heads home, but finds Morgan first. Rick makes his way to his wife Lori and son Carla camp, only to learn his BFF Shane has been banging his wife. He meets Glenn, Carol, and Daryl too. The camp gets overrun, and the group heads to the CDC, which blows up. Carol's daughter Sophia goes missing. Carl gets shot by Otis, who takes everyone to Herschel's farm to save Carl. Glenn and Herschel's daughter Maggie get it on. Shane goes berserkers, killing Otis and lusting after Lori. He also opens a zombie packed door, and Sophia walks out. Rick stabs Shane, Carl kills him, and zombies overrun the farm, the group scatters. Andrew is rescued by Michonne, but both are found by Daryl's brother Merle, who was left on a rooftop in season one. He takes him to Woodbury, where we meet the governor. Lori's baby is carved out. Carl puts his mother down, which makes Rick the internet's best meme. Glenn and Maggie also get kidnapped. Rick strikes Woodbury, the governor loses an eye, and then he kills all of his people after they retreat from battle. Carol gets kicked out after killing Tyrese's girlfriend. The governor returns, Herschel loses his head, and war ensues. Rick's group wins, but the prison is lost. Everyone is scattered. Carol kills Lizzie after Lizzie killed her sister. Glenn meets Abraham, Eugene, and Rosita, who claim to have a zombie virus cure. Eventually, they all meet a terminus, but get herded into a train car. Except Beth. She was kidnapped. Carol returns to help the group fight their way out of Terminus, and it burns down. She's forgiven. The hunters track Rick to the church, but after eating Bob's leg, they end up super, super dead. Carol's hit by a car and taken to the hospital that Beth's been trapped in, and the group tries to rescue her, but they fail. On to DC. Until Eugene reveals there's no cure, so they stop in Alexandria. Rick meets Jesse, and he goes full Shane. He wants her husband dead. They fight, the husband loses, and Morgan reappears. A horde of walkers is unleashed on Alexandria just as the wolves attack. It's Carol to the rescue. Again. Glenn dies. Morgan suddenly thinks all life is precious, and episode four is a waste. Glenn's not dead anymore. The horde devoured Deanna, Jesse, and her kids, and some other no-namers. Carl gets shot in the face and the community kills the walkers. Rick and Michonne decide to Netflix and chill until they meet Jesus. Not the Bible one. His hilltop community needs help against Negan, so Rick offers, but upon meeting Negan, someone in the group meets Jesus. The Bible one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not the Bible one. The Bible one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, how sad is it that it took us three hours to recap the episode now? <laughs> Could have done it so much more efficiently. Um, or recap the, the seven seasons. Cool. I love the interwebs. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, uh, have, has anyone else seen any previews for next week? I know there was one on Talking Dead, but I can't see Well, it looks like it. we're going back, we're going to Hilltop. That's right, yeah. Yep. And we're going to see Jesus, not the biblical one. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, I missed that crew, and we'll get to see what Maggie's been up to, and yeah. and how quickly it's going to take someone at freaking Hilltop to spill the beans that Maggie's still alive and cause shit over there, because well, you the got to know that's sh- coming. It looks like the saviors are going to show up there because uh, Negan's his other buddy will show up. The yeah. guy from the finale. The mustache dude. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so, yeah, that can't end well because somebody's going to spill the beans that Maggie's still around. Uh, so, still we're no, what? We still we're have no, no 
uh, sightings of Heath and Terra yet either. I'm gotta assume maybe they're over at at Hilltop by now, but they're suspiciously absent. Well, you know, we're four episodes in and nothing has really happened yet. Yeah, yeah, which is disappointing. Uh, we watched. We basically watched an hour and a half on Sunday of people walking around and taking shit. I know it was really unnecessary. When I, I read a couple weeks ago that this was going to be a long episode, and I'm like, oh shit, something's going down. And there was no reason for nothing. this to be ninety minutes. <laughs> no, man. I, I, I guess they, you know, the, they consider it a good thing to give Jeffrey Dean that much scenery to chew for that long, but it just didn't really work it, for me. And was, most of the reviews I'm reading online are pretty much in agreement with us on it that. Was too, it was too much. Yeah. I, I get that they're still trying to drive home, you know, the whole Rick's broken and still under his thumb, and we get it, okay? Yeah. You, you, you did the whole RV road trip thing in the first episode, and we got it then. Right. Um, you don't need to beat us over the head with it, pun intended, too much. Uh, I, I'd rather... I, I This is so fucking horrible for me to say, but I, I think it would have been more effective if he had just killed Olivia at that point. <laughs> I, I fully right. expected him to just beat her head in right there and be like, okay, have you got me yet? And we all would have been like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, if it was going to be Negan, he would have had Rick beat her head in. With right. right. Yeah. This episode would seem like it was about making sure Alexandria got it. If anything, it's a slip in Negan's strategy because I think that's why they're so skeptical and he even says it in the little town meeting. It's like, you all weren't there. You didn't have to watch, you know, but I'll bet. It, it, why did it take it so long to have this town meeting? Why didn't he have this immediately? I, I know. As, as you said, Mike, I think we should have seen this episode should have been from them arriving to when Negan gets there. It should have well, been. Oh, yeah. Whole... Hold on a second. I mean, the thing is, is that. They just saw Abraham and Glenn get their skulls bashed in. Yeah. Now, we, we don't know if they tried to do any kind of service. I'm kind of thinking they didn't since Maggie wasn't there in the first place. Yeah. But with that being said, when you go through trauma like that, at first, especially at first, you don't want to talk about it. All right? And it's been three days. Now, I'll tell you the thing that surprised me the most in that episode was seeing Michonne still there in bed with Rick. Yeah. Cause but, I just, I just didn't think that she would be there with him or that he would even want her there after what he's been through. Unless this is just all part of Rick's grand plan to surprise Negan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they certainly weren't cuddly. There were no spooning going on. Nope. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think things are a little tense in Rick's own world. Uh, but I think she maybe I think that was part of the point of this episode too is to get her to to come around. But man, that right. took a long freaking time to do it. <laughs> but I will say this though, they did already move, but they considered half of the supply, so there had to have been some kind of discussion. Yeah, yeah, he must have. Yeah, it just it seemed a little. Yeah, they were showing us stuff that should have already happened. Um, yeah, because right. he must have been like, there's this really bad dude out there uh, that we, we tried to take out and we failed miserably and uh, like, now we're all in a world of shit. I would have loved to have seen the reactions of the, the people who were left behind seeing them come back beaten. Yeah. And, and wanting to know what happened. And, and with 
two of the regular guys with no heads. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was a particularly well crafted episode. They they're still not firing on all cylinders for me. Um, they have the great moments, and then they just kind of drop the ball for a whole episode. Man, it's just it's frustrating. Well, this is kind of what happens when you go here for one week, here for another week. They could have sprinkled this in. Yeah, you can do it better than they do, though. I mean, right? Yeah, it was too long to get back to this point. Uh, right. We had you two know, full I, episodes before coming back here. I'm I'm kind of wondering right now. And now we're gonna go away again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm kind of wondering right now, and this is a little departure. McFarlane Toys going to make a, a Glenn or a, an Abraham action figure with, you know, replaceable oh. head. You know, one with the head, the other with the Gallagher special. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, too soon. The too soon. Special. That's awesome. The holidays are coming. It's never too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> yeah, the Gallagher version. I love it. Uh. Available at the local <laughs> Yeah, if you know, if someone puts the bug in Todd's ear, I'm, I'm sure it'll get done because he loves his gross ass toys. Yeah, uh, if there's money to be made. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, and I should have started collecting some of those long ago, especially the Walking Dead ones. Apparently, uh, Honeywell told me that like issue one is going for like three grand on the internet now. It's like holy crap. Pretty good. I've seen it go for as high as ten grand. Really? Wow. Nice. Yeah, but that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of thing that it might be so well it's hot because they there's they do lose their value as the show possibly loses its value. Right. Which, uh, I don't know, man. They got to tighten shit up. The writers really, they really do. Uh, no, it feels it feels like the beginning of season six again. Yeah. Where yeah, they just kind of meandered through the first half of the season. It's just really not a good thing, yeah. And then they're going to have some big blowout in episode eight and, and make us wait four months for the resolution. And, and I ain't having that shit well, again, man. Well, this was, I mean, so our next episode is going to be next. I mean, it was just weird to have this this uh, nearly 90-minute episode and then we're going into another one or we have a little break or what? No, it should be... They should plow right through to episode eight, I think, and then right. and then they'll the, then they'll take their like three month break or whatever it is. Um, well, are they going to have it? Let's see. Okay, I can probably look look this up. Yeah, are I'm they going to look have it? To, yeah. Are they going to have an episode Thanksgiving weekend? Ooh, probably not. They usually yeah. don't. Yeah, right. Because a lot of people are going to be traveling home and not yeah, not a good night for ratings. Yeah, yeah. So probably not. So they'll probably take a little break there. Uh, which that's pretty much next weekend, isn't it? So, right? Yeah. What the hell date is it? <laughs> Today's the fourteenth. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving is a week from tomorrow. Yeah, so maybe that's why they did the extra long. But Jesus Christ, they could have put something more in it then. I, okay, I'm looking here. Like, I, I I see an episode on the twentieth and the twenty seventh. Okay, so maybe they are having one the weekend. <laughs> and then then the fourth, the eleventh, and then a break until February twelfth, my birthday. Okay, cool. Well, happy birthday. Quite a ways away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you'll get a new episode. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, man, if they do another, like, Glenn and the fucking dumpster thing in episode eight, you guys might have to take the show over by yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it for me. <laughs> My prediction is probably Spencer goes next. I don't know. Oh, they seem to be setting up his imminent demise somehow, or, or happy 
optimistic Gabriel. Oh, well, according to the according to the, I'm on IMDb at the moment. Mm-hmm. That episode after Thanksgiving, seven point six. Mm-hmm. We're going to visit Tara and Heath. Oh, they're fucking finally, yeah. Six episodes into this. I know. Away, almost halfway through. That's terrible, man. That's just that's... the next one is called Go Getters, and they go to the hilltop. Yep. Yeah, and then, and apparently mm-hmm. that's probably all we're gonna see, and then Seven's gonna be no, no. But... We're also gonna see Carl and Enid. Yeah, they they got a journey to the community for some reason. Ooh, yeah. okay, cool. Maybe that's where, maybe that's where Redacted Redacted will happen. Um, from the comics, <laughs> and uh, I guess uh, Simon is Negan's man of mustache. Okay, Simon. Oh, uh, if he says Simon says even once, <laughs> oh, he's got to at this point. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? As long as you're throwing on the cheese. <laughs> no, that might actually out cheese Negan, and he wouldn't like that very much. So, I don't know, man. This is this is one of my favorite runs in the comic too, but. They're, they're just not selling me on it yet. So. Well, it seems like there's no flow. No, they, they've. I don't know who you blame for that exactly. I guess the showrunner Gimple probably, but probably it's kind of been like this since he came on. Yeah, yeah, it really has. Which is a shame because he seems like the the truest fan of the property since maybe Darabont even, and then yeah, he just doesn't seem to have it together sometimes. And, you know, he kind of. Gimple kind of scarred me with his uh, three straight episodes of The Governor in season four. Yeah. You know, it was okay for me because I binged through that. But I can only imagine how much of a nightmare that must have been week to week. Yeah, I just didn't care. Uh, it just, I didn't care. <laughs> like, it's one of those things. Like, I don't need to know that much about my villains. He was, right. you know. Just have them show up and start fucking shit up, you know, and get <laughs> on with it. But, you know, I'm a completist. We'll keep with it. And we'll keep doing the show. And we'll keep complaining and and enjoying and cringing and crying. And And enjoying enjoying complaining. Yeah, and enjoying complaining. I'm sure there are people out there who enjoy listening to us complain. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. I I like to think that I can pass my pain on to someone else in this world. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, anything else? A woman of few words tonight? woman of few words tonight. <laughs> I'm just upset that they're making me really hate Jeffrey Morgan. Well, the, you know, that was that was the plan, but there, as I no, said... No, but that's that's not how I hate him. Yeah. You she's know, not, this, she's there's the governor hate, because you're supposed to, yeah. but this is just an overplayed character, and I'm really not liking it. He's too comic booky. They need to do something not to you know, not that we're gonna have sympathy for him, but they need to do something to humanize him a little bit. And just take him off this He's like a cartoon character. Yeah, too much so, man. And and Well, yeah. I think once we get his backstory, once we find out who or what he was in the real world, I think that's gonna do a lot. But you've gotta see the chink in the armor. Yeah. Once you see that, then then you know everything follows after that. Right. Uh, you know what's going to happen. You know, are his guys going to break ranks when the kingdom or hilltop or Alexandria or all of them get back, gathered together? Whatever happens, you know, it's it, it. Once you see the chink in the armor, then we'll, you know, we'll see a lot of it. Well, I think that's what they're going for, that the chink in the armor is that he's just a complete douche and that somebody's eventually just going to get sick of him and snap. 
But that's just not enough. That's too simple because that seems like it would have happened ages ago. There has to be right. something other than this guy just lugging a bad, you know, barbed wire bat around that makes him the leader. They have to show something about why people. There had to be somebody that just followed this guy because they had some respect or something for him originally before he. Yeah, started. how did he, we know he, nothing about how he got where he is? Yeah, he's the I mean, Dread Pirate Roberts. I guess so, but you can't just yeah. build an army through a pure fear doesn't terrorism. make a good leader. No, it doesn't. It's no. It, it lasts yeah, for a little while, but it, it only lasts till someone thinks they got that clear shot at you <laughs> and can get away with it. <laughs> One thing I've been wondering, you know, does he did he start off with like a small group and and build what he what he did, or did he take something over? That's what I'm saying. I, I want to see like his first follower and why he got with Negan, you know, and right. not, not the 200 people later that he terrorized into following him. Um, obviously, you've, he seems to have a knack for attracting, you know, creepy, rapey guys um, who probably love this life. But, I mean, one of them is not going to have enough morals not to eventually be like, hey, I could do this, too. I could be the guy with the fucking bat. Um, yeah, granted, you follow the biggest kid on the playground, but eventually there's a bigger kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, as I said, especially when all of his people are carrying guns around and he just lugs the bat. It's you know, you know what I, I, I see. Math a, on that one. You know what I see as a parallel here is Voldemort in the in the Harry Potter series. <laughs> yeah, and his Death Eaters. I mean, the Death Eaters. You know, they sit there and and they would just hang on his every word. They all wanted to be his number one guy. Yeah. Yet they were deathly afraid of him. You know. And, you know, the, the intelligent ones knew enough to walk away when it was time to walk away. And now I'll say that as the Malfoys. They knew yeah. when to walk away. Whereas the, the, the other ones, the dumber ones, the bullies that hang around other bullies. Right. Because it gives them other people to bully. Gives yeah. them permission to bully. You know, that's, that's what most of them are. And most of them are like that because they're uneducated, you know, just dumber and dirt. But they know how to hurt people. Crab and Goyle. And it, right. It makes him <laughs> useful to him, and yet they're not going to have the the uh, gumption to sit there and stand up to him and say, I'm the boss now, because they're not smart enough to do it. The only well, it, one that you see there that, that, that seems to have the smarts enough to do it would be Dwight. Yeah. It, see, that's that's the problem. That, it, I though. think that's why he needs Daryl, because Daryl has the smarts to do it also. Yeah. Right. But that works in Harry Potter, because presumably... Voldemort's the most powerful wizard, too. You know, that doesn't work for Negan when he's only carrying a bat and everybody around him has automatic weapons. Anybody can say a vat of cadabra. Anybody yeah. can say it. Oh, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It, and, and so it's like there's a reason why they don't. But there's got to be some, like, counterspell to that that Valdi knows, you know, that, that would prevent that from happening. I don't There's know. Not gonna spell the Havana Kavadra. No, no. Well, someone should work on that. What the fuck are all the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers doing then? Oh yeah, they all suck. <laughs> they all <laughs> want. They all want. They, Why do you think there was a new teacher every year? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so they should just. We have really got off the reservation. Here. Really, really should just close that department. Uh, <laughs> but as far as Negan, man, yeah, I need to see like. Dwight can't do it for me. I, I need to see that he has some follower that is so loyal that he's gonna like, he's gonna have his back. Dwight ain't got his back, you know. Is it Simon? Uh, maybe, but you know, maybe. Simon's like rarely with him. So what good does that do him? Well, I, I see. Like Simon is out on the road. 
Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you want your most loyal guy to be your right-hand man, not the guy whose wife you're fucking and rubbing it in all the time. <laughs> Just not... That's probably his Achilles heel. Hi, Achilles. Um, and so, I, I don't know. I said that's, that's my problem. Hopefully they, they work it out. But, yeah, I'm not happy how the flow is going this season again either. There's just no no reason this had to be this long and not check in on, on the other groups. That's when you do the long episode, when you want to stuff more storylines into it. It's just, no. Or when you want to stuff some action in it. Yeah, that would have been cool, too. I, I did love the, uh, the the Rosita Tree Ninja kills, um, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Not quite as epic as Michonne's accidental deer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The accidental hunter. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> still, still was a great, great. It was an excellent shot, but oops. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, excellent shot from missing a zombie. Um. But yeah, that's all I got, kids. What do you think? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, folks. We'll do this again for you next week, and uh, soon after the week after that, after we all stuff ourselves full of turkey and such. But uh, this is your Fear the Walking Dead cast. You can email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. I know it has nothing to do with uh, Walking Dead in that title, but that's just where it's at. So email us, say hi. Have we gotten any email? No, uh, let me check again real quick here. But um, We have tens of listener. <laughs> most of them I invite on the show. So. <laughs> Who's going to be emailing us? I know. Last one off the internet. Please turn out the lights. All right. Well, you know, I um, you know, on the third degree burn, you know, we've got a, a, a Facebook group, of course, that we post to, but there are a bunch of John Byrne fan groups that are also out on on Facebook, with thousands of, of members, cool. and so I'll post a, a link to the the podcast there. I ask him permission. And they're happy to have have me do that, and that's jumped up the listenership a little bit on the on the third degree burn. I'm sure there are Walking Dead, uh, you know, reader or or watch you know viewer groups on uh, Facebook. Yeah, we just we have a Facebook group for this too. By the way, for yeah. those of you listening might not know that we did just recently get a new member. We're up to a, so, that, a so we're up to what eleven now? Uh, Ten actually. Um, <laughs> And, four, and, and, and five of them are us. And two of them are Sarah. One of them's you. One of them's me. And, uh, <laughs> Beth and Brian, Arthur Ratnick that doesn't listen to us, and Alan Middleton who's also on the show. And, and that Matt, dog doesn't count either. And Matthew Keller who I'm trying to get on the show. So yeah, no, but we did just get someone named Kelly Colburn joined us and i actually sent her a greeting i thought and yay a listener yeah and asked her how she found us she's from like uh vermont i have no idea how she fucking found us but hi kelly hopefully you're still listening allegedly they have the internet in vermont i've heard yes um you know bernie didn't go all green and they do have the (laughs) internet um and so, yeah, uh, great to have you, Kelly. And um, hopefully, uh, by the way, anyone who does join the group can bring friends. You can invite people and add them. I usually just, I haven't done it with this group as much, but usually I just add people from my friends list. And if they yell at me later, they yell at me later. But uh, I'm trying not to pad the group, uh, this group like that. So I would love some voluntary new members. It would be great. But we we always post news and and then funny memes and stuff about the the Walking Dead in there, and you know, feel free to uh, 
to discuss. And I actually want to start doing like a, a group chat maybe after the the show every now and then. You can do group chats for the whole whole Facebook group. Um, you can just get in and talk to the various people once we get some new people. Because um, you guys, I wanted you to save it for the podcast. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we could do a, you know live blog of some night or something like that if people think that would be fun. But. So if you're the problem, with that, problem with that is you miss stuff as yeah. you're kind of doing that. Yeah, well, I always watch the episode like three times, and somehow I still freaking miss the Morse code thing. So wow, I need to work on my observation skills. <laughs> Stop looking at Michonne so much. <laughs> That's your Fear of the Walking Dead cast for another week, kids. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Adios. Yeah. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Fear of the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Working on his arc, working all by him.